Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the OG Sports Podcast. This is Gabriel here, and subbing in for Oscar, we got yours truly. The man, the myth, the legend, Pedro Lopez Garcia, a.k.a. Peter. Glad to be here. PLG to you. Write it down. All right, we're here answering questions, finding out what you guys wanted to say, because I believe the only poll that we had was, where is Messi going? Because that was the biggest news, I think, of the sports world. That blew my mind. I was shocked when I saw that. I'm not a Barca fan at all, but wow, that was something else. I couldn't believe my eyes. I mean, what did you think of that? Because I know you're not a Barca fan either, but that had to be. It's an it's a it's the end of an era. It's you know it's crazy. People are still crying in the streets. Uh, everyone loved the Messi Ronaldo rivalry, including myself. I never thought this day would come. I thought he would retire in Barca, or I wanted him to go to uh, Man City to join Pep. So we can win the fucking Champions League, but uh, PSG makes sense. He likes Neymar. He wants to win, and uh, PSG is the only other team besides Man City that can afford him. So, not a bad move. Paris is fucking thrilled to have him. It's a great move. Yeah, there was not very many options on the table. Just considering the logistics, the pandemics made it very difficult for these rich clubs to actually pay their players and the legality behind it. So I looked it up. So the Spanish league, um, if you do. Um, if you take less money in a contract, you can't have less than 50%. So in Messi's case, he was taking an astronomical amount. So even with that 50% or less, it wouldn't have worked. And even at 50%, they still couldn't afford him. So yeah, it was... doesn't make sense. It just wasn't going to happen. Clearly, it wasn't Messi trying to ditch the team. He loves Barca. He but did I mean, everything he could. It just didn't work out. Let's see. I did ask... This is obviously before the news of the actual transfer being com- pretty much being completed. It's not official, right? But, I mean, it's going to happen. We'll have to check on the legality on that one. But <laughs> I asked everybody where he thought he was going to go. Jeevan, Jeevan Singh, this is his first time he's answered a question. He is a Barca fan. He said, rides off into the sunset. Unfortunately, that sunset looks he's like it's in France. Yep. That sunset's in fire. Yep. Then we got Brian Bloom. He said a hot take. I think he may be comfortable with his rep as a GOAT. So he'll play at home in Argentina with where? New old it, boys. New old boys. Up. Yeah. That's also, he's also said that he wants to retire there. Or I could see him go to MLS, maybe Miami, you know. That's where you said it. Or going with Pep, unfortunately not going to happen, but I think that would have been awesome. I know yeah, Nat- Natalia, my lady, was saying that she would. Get, he she saw it happening going to Pep, but, I mean, PSG came calling. Yeah. They have the super team. They are not allowed to be played in, in FIFA. FIFA. Yeah. If you're playing PSG, I'm picking alternate colors PSG. <laughs> There's no answer. <laughs> and then Seamus, who decided to answer a soccer question, he said LA Galaxy. Uh, if he was to go to MLS team, it'd be Miami probably. Yeah, he I'd wants be... to play with the god Chicharito or Joana dos Santos. I don't think so. He wants to go to Miami, enjoy the view. He has property there. I think he'll wait till he Wayne leaves. Yeah. <laughs> or after, I think he wants to do maybe one or two more years at a big club and then the World Cup next year and then go off and have some fun, make some money. Yeah, that World Cup is it, that's it's so interesting just considering how the Copa America, the Euro Gal got pushed back. There's only one year before, less than a year yeah, now November, before the... November to December in Qatar. Can't wait for it. I'm excited. The, yeah. This is finally the time of two. I have faith. The fifth the fifth game. It's going to happen. Partido. El quinto partido. It's going to happen. That's a hot take in itself. Just because Mexico, especially after they have to lick their wounds after some very... I mean, you oh, and I yeah. both were just not having Terrible. America win. You can't lose games. twice. Two finals to your rival, it can't happen. You can call them your son or not, they won. So, fair play to them. We'll see what happens in the World Cup. Yeah, that was that hurt a lot. I'm I'm still kind of licking my wounds. Like, and Oscar, you saw you saw Oscar was very happy about it. He's obviously a USA fan. I'm happy for him. He said it was quite emotional, and I, I agree with him. Yeah, I mean, they're not used to seeing them win. Like Land Donovan and Dempsey, they were like their goats. But it's true. Like Mexico just dominated. They've collapsed as of late, but it's also like the system. The players don't really play how they should, and then the US has just been steadily creeping up so the little brother's catching up to the big bro yeah there's nobody else in well i think canada has a pretty solid side uh, davies, they're best that the best they probably had in years yeah davies i love but canada's still a long way but they play collectively well i was impressed yeah i think yeah they'd miss davies a ton oh yeah the only thing bad about davies is his tiktok career that's about the Him only bad girlfriend thing. he's fucking oh. in ibiza tearing it up just dancing and shit that's the only bad thing i have about him because there's nothing bad about the way he plays he's oh, a no, very good that, player yeah. so like I said, Messi going to PSG, that clearly makes him a favorite in the Champions League. But, I mean, unless they lose to Lille again, I don't see the league being anywhere, any much. 
I don't see the league being that much of a discussion. They have to win that with by Messi 20 points. With or not, the league is guaranteed. With Champions League, though, it's interesting, though, because PSG and Man City are in that eternal rivalry. Who's going to be the first big oil club to win it? But it's also, I've been he- hearing that Mbappe might leave, that he's not happy. He's not happy at all. He wanted to be the guy, and now he's like little, he's back to being the little boy you again. You know, Neymar's staying because he loves Messi. Uh, Di Maria's there. Who else is there? Um... Well, they just Karate, got one album. Yeah, uh-huh. One album just got there. Oh, the Naruto they... for free? Yeah, how many guys did they get for free? Was... I think one album was for free, too. It was a great option for them. Donnarumma's nice, too. I like, uh, what was it? Not Bravo. No. Navas. They, Navas. They're disrespecting Kayla. They disrespect I, I, will, I will say this. This is what I have to say about the Donnarumma move. I said it when it was official, when we announced it on our podcast the first time we saw it. It's a smart business decision because, I mean, he's for free. He's going to dickhead move. It's absolutely a dickhead move because what has Kaler done but Nothing. everything? He's but the been best. Yeah. Same thing Madrid did him. PSG said, oh, you got, you got when they got t- When they got Courtois, <laughs> I was so unhappy. I mean, that I expect that. I expect that from the... From Madrid. From Madrid. They always undercut their players. Because has always been the tourist snake. Yeah, of course. Obviously, I don't know if you saw our listeners saw that news of the way he talking about Raul, club legend yeah. Iker Casillas, even Ronaldo. He just he no love lost. Yeah, exactly. So he, he, you know what? Some people they're just notoriously snakes. So nothing that you can do on that end. But yeah, that's crazy. Talk about doing your job and still not good enough, and you get replaced. Yeah, I, just, I and he's not even like old. No, he's got plenty of years left. Somebody should snap him up at the tra- transfer deadline. He deserves a good team. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that. All right. So we're going to be doing a few uh, predictions. We're just going to look at the Prem. We're going to look at La Liga. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to all the leagues. We'll eventually work towards that. But I just want to see, because of course it will be here for hours if we're talking about every single team. We're going to talk about top four in each league. So who's going to make the Champions League and who are the bottom three that are going to get relegated. So let's start with the Prem. Now you obviously have a lot more experience with the Prem than I do. I love watching soccer in England, but it's not like my forte. So let's see who is in the standing and who's going to get absolutely bounced. I'm just going to make a go out on a limb here and tell you right now that Man City are going to repeat. I know that's music to your ears, but I just don't <laughs> see anybody else. Chelsea's a great team in a knockout stage. I just don't think but they can. see they're not there, and injuries doesn't help. Well, Manchester City has been able to do good business. They have players just have the depth. On. Striker still plagues us, but you know, hopefully, I don't think the King deal gets done. But I still think with uh, Jesus and maybe a false nine, we still get it done. Well, that's that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's why you guys don't win in the Champions League, but you win in the league. Because you don't really need a striker when you're just getting goals from all over the place with the way Pep plays. Uh But when it comes to one moment, one crucial moment, they can show up Jesus always shudders. But Ederson's one of the best keepers in the world. So it's a very very good defense. John Stone's had a very good... De Bruyne and Grealish, that's a a beautiful combination way to happen. Jack Grealish is going to be excellent. And De Bruyne has just been De Bruyne. Phil Foden's a stud, best youngster that the English team has. I don't care what soccer, I don't care about anyone else. Phil Foden is the future. And then I'm not a big fan of Sterling. I wish we would have sold him to Madrid, to wherever. And I hope he leaves and we make a lot of money because of it. But eh, when he's on his form, you can't really get mad at him. Not no, too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Where do you think Liverpool come up? Because they had a few injuries last season. They kind of underperformed. Van Dijk. Uh, Van Dijk will be back, which they really miss. Because as much as I like Fabinho playing, def- he shouldn't be your defender. He's Van Dijk's use- top two, top two uh, center back. Do you think they finish second? The thing is, Klopp has a weird history of... Very highs or very lows. So the thing with him is, yes, I don't want to say he's a cheerleader, but he's a great motivational coach. The players love him, but there's no consistency in that type of system. Especially with the same team, they haven't really upgraded. I think they'll get top four, but it's going to be a struggle. I have them finishing fourth. Yeah, all right, rounding everybody out. So does that mean Man U is going to be your second? This is they finished last season. Distant second, by the way. Yeah, distant second. Uh, Let's not get carried away. Manchester still blue. Uh, the issue with Man U is consistency. They have great talent, even though they say they don't spend a lot of money. They spend a lot of money, but when they put it all together, it's not there. The consistency isn't there. There's still the the Paul Pogba. He's a great player, but with Man U, it doesn't work because they don't have the proper CDM. Even though um, everyone else is a good combination, I think they finished third. And okay. then I have Chelsea finishing second with Lukaku coming back, right? 
I hate Chelsea just because even though Matt and Beaky and I have other friends that are Chelsea fans, those bastards, <laughs> those bastards like to remind me how they beat us in the Champions League. But, you know, the better team did not win tonight, but Chelsea's a great team. I don't think they'll get Holland or anyone else, but I think they'll finish second. They have enough. I think so, too. And I think Leicester City, is, they've been a brilliant, brilliant story. I still think they'll finish out, just outside of the top four. I think four. they finish top five. Exactly. And then who? Arsenal still in shambles. I love Leicester. I love, not Leicester. I love Leeds. Marcelo Bielsa, one of the greatest coaches uh, in the Prem and, and history of the game. But talent, you need talent in the Prem, but he makes it work. Collectively, I think they get a top 10 finish. All right. Well, and then what's, who do you think is going to get relegated this season? It's tough. West Ham. I think West Ham without Grealish, and if they don't spend the money right, they're in trouble. But I think when it comes down to it... Oh, you mean Aston Villa. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aston Villa. There you go. My apologies. No, you're good. I, I would have to agree. They're going to miss a huge piece. And they had a nice season, but I would agree with you. And Brentford, forgive me, I think Brentford has some solid results. Had some good momentum coming into the, uh, into the playoffs. I just don't see it. Yeah, I think Walker, too. I don't see enough for them. Norwich City pulls it together. Southampton has their moments. But Watford. Southampton's an interesting story because they on their day, they're very nasty. Yeah, collectively, I, it's just hit or miss. I remember they finished sixth a few years ago with yeah. uh, Graciano Pele up there and st- those names. And last year, they had a couple upsets. So, you know, they, they're a good side. It just, at the end of the day, the Prem is a crucial league. Not only do you need depth, but you need a lot of talent. And then... Anything happened, but you know, not not enough upsets to um, stay on top. Yeah, what do you think's the magic number for points? Probably about forty something points, at least. Yeah, I'd say forty, give or take. But I think it all comes down to that that break. Whoever's been better form, leading to the January window, kind of things like that, and then whoever heats up, boom, you're good to go. Just stay healthy. Don't lose. That's the biggest requirement. Take any point you can. When you're a small team and you don't have the talent. Hey, you can eat draws all day. That's all you need. Yeah, that's that's the motto. You got to just stay alive. Don't give up extra points. Got it. You'll take those draws if you need Don't them. Don't make any silly plays. Don't make any knock, uh, fucking uh, knucklehead plays. You know, just stay committed. But then at the end of the day, it's beyond out of your control. And then we're gonna move to Spain. So La Liga is very. I think it's anybody's title now because Barça loses Sergio Aguero for ten weeks. They just lost Cash Messi. Train. I don't. I call it a hot take. I think they finished fourth this year. Barcelona is done. I don't see it anymore. Even though I'm a big fan of Memphis and I hope my boy Aguero does well. I don't know. Without Messi, that's a big, big hole to fill. So I think it's between the battle of Atleti and uh, Real, Real Madrid. But the issue is there's a couple of sleepers. You know, Villarreal ever steps up, Valencia steps up. Then you can maybe Betis or Getafe some. Random I have I have Sevilla finishing third this year. The Europe, uh, the Europa League champs. Europe, yeah, exactly. But is it, honestly, honestly, that's not a bad shout to see the yellow submarine Villarreal get fifth again. They just won the Europa Europa League under Unai Emery. Good evening, the mm-hmm. legend. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Thomas Tuchel Arsenal had him and everything. Unai Emery both lead PSG and they win a championship yeah. with their sides. Now, another interesting note, obviously I paid attention to these teams last season. Cadiz, very surprising first season last year. They finished, I believe, I want to say top 10. I'll have to check real quick. They had 6th, right, or something like that? They, no, they were 12th, but that was their first season in, like, ever, or, like, in yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very exciting to see them actually do well. Elche was able to get in, just sneak in with 36 points. They are on the on the bubble. They play a very weird style of football, but... It's good to see them get in because I remember they were 12th in a year and they got booted because of financial fair play or some yeah. crap happened. So that's a shame. I'm glad to see they're back in it. Getafe just made a signing of Vitolo. That's an interesting one. He yeah. didn't really get to play for Atleti. So I think Getafe, with Bordelas, who's proven to be a very good coach, they had a rough season this year. But I think a lot of people forget that in 1920, they were around. They were challenging for Europe for a little bit. They finished in eighth overall, but I say they look for them. Football, but that's some good moments. And then La Liga, a lot of players uh, they're getting from Liga MX. Juan uh, Jose Juan Macias from Chivas uh, just went to I believe Getafe, and then you got Lainez and Betis, and then you I, need, like, I need to see more from Lainez. Yeah, he needs more consistency. As a starter, he's not ready yet, but he's a he's a good sub. 
Man, Real Betis, the greatest thing about Betis, somehow that they have Nabil Fakir still, that he hasn't left yet. I think he likes life in there in Seville. And Joaquin still playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is probably the most impressive thing to me. Because, yes, you have the other goats that are still playing till the older age, but Joaquin has quietly been one of the best La Liga players oh, ever. Oh, yeah, he's consistent. So, what else do we have here? Finishing last year, of course, Atleti winning the league. I think Atleti wins it again. I would not be surprised. Actually, Hazard, I don't think he stays healthy. He is not. He's probably. I'm going to say it right now, and it's not even a hot take. He's probably the worst 100 mil signing no. we've ever seen. The talent is there, but he, his teammates say, the coach says it. Two things he doesn't know when to stop eating, and two, he doesn't know when to start training. That man, everyone says he doesn't do shit in training. He eats parties, which I don't mind. Like, you know. I'm, You're a big player. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, I'm like, I'm hey, big, man. I'm, if I, I got the quarantine weight, too. Exactly. But, start, but the problem is this problem started well before quarantine. <laughs> he was already way too... When he first got injured, they said he yeah, was overweight. He's chunky. And we're not getting paid a million to uh, play the lovely sport of football. So he has to get it together. You know, he, he's a proper player. He, he has great talent. He can do great. Chelsea had dominant years. Belgium. I, I root for Belgium. But, you know, that it factor, he doesn't have anymore. And when you're overweight, it doesn't help that you already have ankle issues or knee issues. That's the biggest thing. you got to lose weight, make it easier on the joints. My predictions are Rayo Vallecano gets relegated. I don't see enough from them. Honestly, I think Espanyol will stay this year just because Raul de Tomas did stay with them. And the former Madrid uh, academy man has been putting in the goals for them. I do see him keeping yeah. them afloat. What do you think about Rayo Vallecano? You think... They, they get it done? or No, I just said, I think I said it in a different way. Oh. <laughs> okay. There you go. I, they think they're done. What about? I think there's going to be a lot of uh, rooms. I think Barca, I think Atleti and Madrid top two, and then from there it's tough because, you know, you would love for Alaves to finish top five. No. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. Well, so. I actually have no idea what's going on with Jose Luis San Martin because he... We got him for $2 million from Newcastle after he was a flop. Mm -hmm. He's been one of my favorite players because of his incredible work rate. We were going to flip him to Sevilla for 15 million euros, which I think is good business. Yeah. But he literally just played a... I'm pretty sure he just played a warm-up match for us, so... you got to start getting more players from Madrid and other clubs on loan. That's how you guys tear it up. Well, that's... I think what we did was... <sighs> the biggest thing we did was get, when we got ninth place and we made it to the Copa del Rey final. This was in 2016-2017. Was it against Barca or Madrid in the final? Barca. Ooh. You guys got booted out. Was that the year you got booted out? Or Real Madrid got booted out for... no? It wasn't... Oh, that was the year before with Chetty Ship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one was like... A, it was like a shocker too. I just remember... <sighs> we beat... I remember this is a hilarious story. I was in my required ethnic studies class <laughs> for for use at UC San Diego, and the professor's going on about something. I'm watching the game. The first leg was zero zero. We're at the Mendiz Rosa. It's nil nil against Celta Vigo. So we obviously got a good draw. Yeah. But we're playing the semifinal. We've never been in the Copa del Rey final, and I remember Edgar came on in the 78th minute, and Edgar Mendez, who played for Cruz Azul for a little bit, he's back with us now. Yeah. He it was crazy. It was off a throw-in from Celta Vigo in the 81st minute. It came in off a long throw-in from Hugo Amaro, the, uh, the captain for Celta Vigo. It headed off one guy, got Victor Camarasa, who was on loan. He, like, did an amazing flick on him. Edgar, who's rapid, just flew through everybody <laughs> and shipped the goalie. And I remember going nuts silently and then looking up and watching my professor crying, bro. He was like, I don't know what story he was telling, but I immediately just like stopped. I was like, oh shit, I don't want to be rude or anything. But yeah, I, yeah. obviously I'm already being rude by not listening to the, yeah. to the lecture, but I'm like, what is going on? But hey, yeah, exactly. Moments like that, you got to love sports. Doesn't matter what's happening. You know, you got to always have your fist bumps thrown in there. I remember I posted in a thing because uh, Edgar got injured. He got a cramp literally five <laughs> minutes later. He played for like six minutes, scored the greatest goal in the history. And then... Against the, it was in the Vicente Calderon. That's where the final Ooh, was. The last game ever played there. They got demolished, yeah, yeah. Last game ever played there. They took the lead early. Messi with a brilliant curler. Yeah. Um, Luis Suarez wasn't playing that day. He got red. He got uh, too many yellow cards. So it was Paulo Alcarcer. So I thought we had a chance. <laughs> Teo Hernandez, the Milan man, scored an absolute banger of a free kick. I have to show you after we're done. It was Definitely. absolutely incredible. Then I actually. I hate hanging on to these things because I don't think it would have 
been like right. It's not right to hold on to these things. Neymar was very offside, I think, on one of the, the go-ahead goal. Pre-VAR? Pre-VAR? It was tight, but, I mean, come on. The way it looked, it just looked fishy. It's one of those where the ball's been played, and he ends up already there because the guy misses it. So I don't know if they counted it as it went off someone's leg. I, I'd have to, you'll have to, I'll have to get your opinion later. But right after that, then Messi just cut us open with an incredible pass to Alcacer. So literally all their front three Slice scored. Slicing and dicing, yeah. Oh, it, he, took every, he took five guys out with one pass. It was that <laughs> incredible. You can contain them, but you can't stop them. Oh, yeah. But to end my rant, that's, to, to circle back to the tangent that I just created, you're right. Because that's when we had Marcos Llorente. He was on like loan with us. He was a even defensive mid back in the day. He almost screwed me. Because he was in Tottenham when uh, we got robbed in the Champions League semifinals. Really? You remember this? It was like 4-3. Uh, oh, you're talking about Fernando. Llorente, yeah, came up, came up as a sub, scored, and then Sterling had the game winner. But no, the VAR said it didn't count. And it was robbery. Because the rule is if the opposition touches it, it's fair play. It's not offside. That was a fishy one, I thought. Yeah. But I, okay, but that's also the one where Fernando Llorente scored. Because you're talking about Fernando. Fernando scored with his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I was like, no way he just scored that way. That was one of the most incredible. It was a great game. I loved the game. I was pissed, but. That was just an incredible post. Because that were incredible playoffs. Because that was also when, uh, when Semi. lost to Liverpool in the final. Yeah, but that was. No, oh, but Ajax had that lead. Oh. And then uh, Lucas, they, Lucas Mora just took. Over. They, he, he tore us up too, but Ajax played beautiful that, that year. Great play, great play. The, the Fortunately, that's, I was talking about, I think I talked to Oscar about this last time. When you're a club like that, though, you have to finish it because you yeah. know everyone's getting taken. Same thing in Monaco when they, took, when they beat you guys. You gotta close the door. And that, that's the, sh- the thing that I don't like. You like to play with our food. When you're a big team, you can't do that. You want to win the big trophies? You gotta execute. Kill it, kill, take all the air out of the room. Yeah. But like I said, I think a lot of the team. I think Alaves, if we're going by for, for La Liga, I think we finish. I want to say tenth. We finished tenth, our mm-hmm. second best showing in a while. The best thing about Alaves right now, even though we finished fifteenth and we're really uncomfortable at the end, I think the coolest thing is that we've actually been able to maintain standing in La Liga for the most. This is the most we've ever been consecutive yeah. years because we and usually. Alaves doesn't play bad. Like even though it's like not biased, it's your team, but. They, for a small team, they play pretty well. It's weird because... get the job done. Well, I like our coach right now. We have Javi Calleja, the former Villarreal man. He got us going because we were in trouble. We were we were in danger of getting relegated. We were in 20th for a while. Yeah. I, actually, not 20th because Huesca was there. Scraping. Well, I remember we lost to Huesca who hadn't won a single game all season. That was the game, their first win. We just kept losing. We had injured players. I remember we had a game against a game against Aleti where we had the tying goal. We had a penalty to tie it. We missed it. That's the worst. When you're playing a team that you know is better than you and you can beat them, and then you beat yourself. Well, um, honestly, I'm gonna look really quick. Last thing I'm gonna talk about Alaves because that night, as much as I love our season where we finished ninth, I'm gonna show you how many points we had left on the table, man. Let's see here. I'm gonna go back in time. Where was it? 2016-17. Fuck, man. We led the league in draws. Led the league in draws. And we only conceded 43 goals. And we only scored... The problem is we only scored 41. <laughs> so look, everybody else... I'm pretty sure we have the third best defense in the league. Behind, no, actually, excuse me. That's crazy. That's some crazy talk. Let's see here. One, two, three. Tied for fifth best defense in the league. That year. Yeah. Because Fernando Pacheco is a monster. Portero. He's still with us. I'm scared the day he leaves we're in huge trouble. Because there was one season... Okay, there was two seasons ago where we... I think we finished 16th. We were so close to getting relegated. It was 2021. Let me see. Yeah, we were 16th. We needed to win on the final, like, the final, final day to to stay alive. And it was... We had Roberto, who's a very good keeper in his own right. But... We just, he got hurt. Pacheco got hurt. I think it was a six nil loss that day. Oh, I, man. I remember I being. I remember being at work because it was because we play early in the morning because yeah, it's, yeah, it's on European time. I remember like wait. I saw it was a red card down two zero in the first twenty minutes, and it was Pacheco got red card because he touched the ball outside the box. Those are the worst. You wake up like at six or seven just to see your team get, get clapped. I okay. We're gonna. This is just gonna become a podcast full of just experiences. Football experiences, then we're going to move on to the baseball. But I remember 
I was at a fraternity formal in Big Bear, and I could already feel myself getting sick on the drive up. You know when you can feel your ears just yeah, clogged? Yeah, yeah. You already know it's happening. Yeah. And of course, I wake up at four in the morning to watch Madrid versus Alaves at the Bernabeu. And I just recall my nose is completely clogged. I slept on the ground because I took a date that wasn't my, that was like a friend. Mm-hmm. But they had the, the, the audacity to be like, oh, you're going to share a bed in the futon with her. I'm like, uh, she can have the futon. I'll just sleep on the floor. We're not, we're nothing but friends. Yeah. So I'm just on the floor. I got even worse. My nose is clogged. I have a lab report due that at the oh, end man. of the weekend. Week. So I'm just not enjoying myself. But of I decided course. I'm going to turn on the game. I'm just like all huddled up. I'm freezing. And I watched my team get 4-0. Oh, man. <laughs> it was 1-0 in the first half, too. And then Bell went crazy. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo when scored a brace. When he was actually hey, dominant. I think Bell can make a comeback this season. Year. He loves the Cuddle Hot take, he scores 20 goals. I like Ancelotti. If, if Bell plays consistently... And Benzema, you know, stays healthy, nothing crazy happens. Madrid can definitely walk away with it. Easy. But Bale has to be consistent. Bale has to want it. I'm not a too. big fan of Vinicius, but, you know, we'll see. He, he, I love his... He has a lot of problems finishing, but his movement is undeniably amazing. Yeah. He's shifty, crazy speed, gets it done. All right. So we're going to sh- shift over to baseball a little bit. I know we talked about it with Seamus and Schneep and Leals over the weekend, but, of course, a lot has changed. Or... Has it changed? Well, yeah, I agree that it has changed because yeah. the Phillies sweep the Mets. The Mets lost Javi Baez. They're in shambles. No Lindor, no Baez, and no party. This Oliver is... Pete's inconsistent. The Grom's injured. We talked about it. The man's a stud, but when you throw that many 100-mile-per-hour pitches, the arm can't take it. I think he needs to – is there a way to tell him to chill out and throw 98? He can't really do that to a pitcher. That's his game. That's exactly. his repertoire. Yeah, live and die by the sword. In his case – He's going to live and die by that pitch. Yeah, it's, the Mets have just completely... Sheamus still believes the Mets are going to win the division. And if he says anything, it's the Braves that'll challenge. Because Jorge Soler looks like a genius move. No, he no, just... no Cunha, I don't think the Braves get it done. Code Freeman, I don't believe in him. You don't believe in Freeman? I like Freeman, but it's not enough. The Braves, they had their moment last year. But I think Acuna is a hard... And even though he's in trouble, I still got to respect it. I'm a big fan of Marcelo Suna. Hopefully he gets the help he deserves. But you know what? They're missing him too, even though he has a noodle. No, I agree. I just think that, personally, I'm going to disagree a little bit in the fact that Jorge Soler has been monstrous. He's needed a change of scenery, I think. We forget that he hit 48 bombs in one season yeah, for the exactly. Royals and Coffin no Stadium. Coffin Stadium is not a hitter's ballpark nope. at all. So a great move for them. They got Jock Peterson, which I didn't think was a great move, but it's a but, necessary uh, yeah. move. He has pop. And then Adam Duvall's been hitting since he came back. And I think just the, the ability of that front office to strengthen Max. the I outfield. Like the lefty. The Freed? Yeah, I like Freed too. They need Ian Anderson back and oh, they yeah. need Yonoa uh, uh, back as well. Yeah. But I think they're all rehabbing. So, yeah. but, okay, honestly, the biggest problem I have with them is the fact that they still run Steven Boat up there instead of bringing up <laughs> William, the, Wilson's brother. They should they absolutely should, because I don't care what William Contreras is hitting. He's better than Kevin Smith, right I'll tell you that. Right now the moment. You bring a player up from your fucking pipeline, and he gets it done. This is about getting it done. Postseason crunch time, you need a spark. And August, that's where make it or break it happens. That's, these are dog days. Yeah. This is where people are hurt. You need someone to step up a story you don't, you never heard of. Like, there's one. There's only one team right now that has consistently just not had any rough stretches, and that's the, the Gigantes. I can't. I mean, I can understand it because I'm as a Padre fan, I've seen them do this. They're like a walking zombie. They will continue to win games flukishly, and whether you like it or not, it's baseball. But, for example, Saturday night, down 2-1 in the ninth inning. How many had of the whole year? It's crazy. You tune in, and then boom, there you go. Another ball in the, in the bay. Another people fighting in the kayak over it. Crazy. Well, I just understand how they they don't have a single man over 20 home runs. I saw that. But they're pretty sure they lead the league in bombs. Yep, they do. They lead, first team to 70 wins. They lead the league in bombs. And Chris Bryant, great move. That was probably the best move they could have made. He yeah. looks really good in that orange. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to lie. And it's crazy. The Cubs players that got traded, Rizzo and Mago and Chris Bryant, they'll hit a bomb the day after they got that's traded. That's right. I mentioned that. I was like, about this. about storyline. You can't make it better than that. Yeah, that's that's pretty. You can't. You cannot make that up. I think... We gotta kick care of Chris Bryant. He needs to like get uh, behind bubble wrap because he saw yeah. Rizzo got injured, or he got COVID, yeah. and then he also and saw Javi Baez yeah, got hurt. So he's next, I guess. The Billy Goat Curse. 
Maybe. Hey, the Padres benefited from that. So yeah. So what I want to say is about that win. 2-1, down by one, tie run at first. Avi Garcia forgets how to catch a baseball. And earlier in the game, Avi Garcia, obviously one of my favorite players, he hits a ball in the gap with a runner on first on a full count, so he's running on the pitch. Ball bounces over. Yeah, it's crazy. There you go. So that just prevents a run. You can't make that up. You need a and, little luck, but you know. Or Brandon Belt, who has come back from the disabled list, or excuse me, injured list, and he's just started mashing. I'm pretty sure he's got a 13-game hitting streak and three bombs and four at-bats. He had a pinch hit home run off a lefty. That's crazy. So are we ready? Are we here ready to say the Giants wrap it over, lock it in, they're winning the division? Just I'm not gonna say that just because it's not even the Padres that'll challenge. The Padres will be lucky to get a wild card spot. Obviously the Reds lost tonight against the Indians, which I thought was a flukish thing. They yeah. first of all, Bradley Zimmer, Castillo Noodle Rose. Man. <laughs> well, first of all, Luis Castillo gets roped, who had an ERA under two since June, so that was a shocker. Yeah. And then Bradley Zimmer, Spider Man. Man who not a lot of power hits a four hundred seventy one foot dead bomb center. dead center like like oh, literally man, the like joke eighty mile power pitch is crazy off a of lefty too yeah. so he struggled he has, I think it's his first home run off a of lefty cheese. this season high cheese yep yeah that's some cheese right there but that's baseball for you I think the Giants I wouldn't consider them locked in just because the Dodgers have that much star power but we gotta talk about the Dodgers they obviously took care of business against the Angels they Trey lost Turner, one game that's spark. He's there. He scored all the way from first on a ground ball. And it's funny because they he's been doing that since he's been with the Nationals. He's yeah, very underrated. Hard. Exactly. Just because he's gonna get all he, it's funny, he's gonna get too much love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's gonna love him, but who is this guy? He's been doing it all along and no one noticed. I like I said on Friday, somehow he's the first time he's an all star this year. I find yep. that absurd. Abysmal. But so, here's a nice little caveat for you, Matus. From August 16th to September 5th, the Giants play 19 consecutive games against playoff contenders. So you're right. It's no time to lock it in. And they have three series in September against the Padres. So time will tell, my friend. But, you know, there's still plenty of time for the Pods or the Dodgers to make a move. But I think the Giants win the division. And then, you know what? Can't write it better than this. Padres beat the Dodgers to get into the playoffs. In L.A.? In L.A. Off Madden Max. I mean, I wouldn't pitch, man. Personally, if I'm the Dodgers right now, Walker Buehler is your best yeah, starter. Yeah, Walker Buehler is a stud. And he has a history of tearing up the Padres. The only start he ever struggled against the Padres, he still scattered hits. He just gave up three solo yeah. shots. I remember that was incredible. Grisham, who obviously it was – Grisham has been so inconsistent. I like him a lot. But I've heard that Tatis are working with him center to field. kind of be like Ian Desmond working center field. Tatis should play center field. I've been saying this all along. Shortstop, he, okay, he's a great shortstop. Yes, he has a lot of errors, but it's a very taxing position. And when you're injury prone, you don't want to be in those spots. Center field, the man's six four. He's lengthy. Matus, if you ran a forty, he could run what four 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 five. The man has speed. He can't he can't teach that thing. And not only can he rob home runs, he has a cannon, and he won't really need to dive that much in the outfield. It's a win win. He stays healthy and. Let's be honest. The pods can make the playoffs and they can win some games without Tatis. But it ain't coming home or it ain't coming nowhere without, without Tatis. Tatis. Absolutely. I could not agree more. You need Tatis in there. I like I like the move. Doesn't mean Grisham's off the team. It just means you hell you can even put him back at short sometimes. And he doesn't need to play every game. Exactly. You I don't break. Rest them in rotation. You have enough depth. That's I, what you got Fraser. Exactly. I think that's where those depth pieces do come and play. The one depth piece that has not impressed me at all, of course, if we're going to talk about just Padres, Jake Marez, like that trade just looks worse every day. <laughs> a, I understand Anderson, Anderson Espinosa wasn't really like a full, like a furnished name. He yeah. obviously had like three Tommy Johns, but my goodness, I've gone to the ball game. <laughs> I've gone to two. I've gone. I've gone to two Sunday games, and they both against, They've been both against lefties. So Marez gets a start because he's supposed to mash lefties. Exactly. I've seen him strike out five times <laughs> in six eight Bs. It's it's hard to watch. Is he almost as bad as Will Myers or Papa? No, I didn't, hey, Papa Homer today. I know, I know. He just homered a solo shot. Him. The man, he thrives off hate. Some people you just gotta talk shit to them and then hope for the best. I think Will Myers' case is a little different just because he still puts up numbers. It's just that he obviously doesn't he's, he's very streaky and he doesn't seem to have a plan at the plate a lot. The thing with Popo right now is I've been watching him lately. He's just really extending himself. I understand that he wants to prove that he's a good player and I think he's a solid player. 
Never have I thought that he's a. Okay, he got. This is the product. This is the problem with recency bias. We got him literally because we saw him in Petco on the All Star game have a great day. Same with Salvador Perez. All the Royals seemed to hit that day. They won a ring where. And if you want to talk about overrated, when Joe Buck goes crazy (laughs) against the Mets when he makes a simple decision to go home and he should be out by a mile, Lucas Duda airmails the ball and what incredible base running by Hosmer. And he had some good hits. He's not a bad player. Was he worth that much? No. He's the Jason Worth of the team. Like, the Nationals overpaid for a very good Jason Worth. Nothing like he ever was with the Phillies or the Dodgers back then. And that's okay because we've proven that we... Is he the highest paid player on the team? Absolutely not. No. You got guys like Machado. And obviously, Machado's been money this season. We were talking about it with the guys on Friday. He's underappreciated. Jesus Aguilar just took the lead for RBIs after a nice day in... Nice day in Colorado, but he's still up there, number two in RBIs. Now, if we're going to talk about RBIs, the, we were talking, go back to the Phillies. I've been hearing all this talk about Bryce Harper getting back into the MVP chase. Bryce Harper is having a great year at the plate in terms of average. He's hitting a really high, he's hitting at a great clip. But you got to, I want to hear your take on this. There's no way you can win an MVP with the, with the production that he's had. No, I'm a fan of Bryce. He's a Mormon, he's a family man, he hits nukes, but it's not enough. He's a great player, yes, but that team itself, yes, they're winning partially because of him, but it's Joe. It's just uh, Joe Girard and Magic. You know, I'm a big fan of Diddy, Zach Wheeler had a monster day. Uh, they have a good team, but he's not getting MVP, stop it, it's, it's nonsense. Yeah, he's got 20 home runs, 45 RBIs. That's like almost like Mike Zanino type production. Yeah, exactly. Like if it wasn't Bryce Harper, no one would care about those numbers. And, and, I ta- and he woke up. It's not like he's had a, a great year. He's barely. He's had a good stretch. He's been the, one the of the hottest hitters since the All Star break. Yeah. I'll give him that. It's just I think it's another issue of people looking at the wrong stats. Like I said, OPS is a great stat. It yep. is. Get on base. Get on base. I agree. And he's slugging it like almost. He's slugging six ninety nine in his last thirty games. That's incredible. But he's got 19 RBIs. Yeah. Exactly. What are you doing? That's I I, I find that bad. You yeah, should have way more RBIs. Player, you're getting paid that much money, you got to deliver. Yeah, that's six home runs, 19 RBIs. That's in 30 games. That's not enough production for me. But the, obviously the Phillies are going places. I think Zach Wheeler is thrust himself into the MVP or not, excuse me, Cy Young race in a big way. I think he's just been pitching so well. So, let's see here who else is hot. Well, obviously, the Phillies this. have won eight in a row. Uh, besides, all right, we can talk a little bit about the Yankees, you know, uh, the team that's going to make the, the playoffs, and the Red Sox are going to choke, so it's going to be even sweeter. Rizzo, he's not a great, I don't want to say he's a great player, but he's the spark we needed. He's a lefty, gets it done. Gallo's been a little slumping, but, you know, um, two big-time players, that's what you need from a big-time team. You get when in time, when they go and get tough, you got to get it done. And pretty much is you got to be ballsy, you got to make those trades, and they did, and so far it's paid off. They've been one of the hottest teams since the All Star break. Yeah, they have been on fire. Of course, the only thing, the only bad, th- oh, the only bad thing is that the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and the Rays are in the division. Yeah, that's the only thing. Bless you. Thank you. You had to hold that one. <laughs> no, it's seriously that's the only thing is they play in the AL East. The AL in itself has a lot of parity right now. The Blue Jays have been on fire. Springer George woke Springer, up. Springer, my God, he's been on a tear. I said this, the NL West and the AOE's best divisions by far, they're making the game fun again. Yes, they are. The Blue Jays, I think, personally, not to hate on you, I just think that they're going to leapfrog the, the they're going to leapfrog the Yankees because... The division, and then we make the, the wild card. The Blue Jays. You never know. You know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of Vladdy, that piece of shit, fat fuck, always ropes against me in the show. But <laughs> in the show. He's hitting nukes. And then George He's hitting Springer, for average, too. I'm a fan of George Springer. Um, I hope not. I hope the Yankees can take it, and then the Blue Jays or someone ends up winning uh, that wild card. And then you forget about the race. Of course you forget about the race. They win, but they shouldn't be winning. But it's one of those uh, weird paradoxes of baseball. Well, the Rays actually have the most strike, And it's funny because I hate strikeouts. They have the most strikeouts by far of any team. And you look at their guys, their best average hitter is Joey Wendell, I believe. Yeah, Joey Wendell's hitting 280. That's their best hitter. But look, okay, I'm, if I go down the numbers, let's see here. If I go down the numbers, you'll see that their guys all have at least 40-plus RBIs. From the Rays, yeah, consistency. Like, let's see. Like, for example, Brent, 
Ren and Lau, which uh, it's funny, it's spelled low, but it's spelled, it's Lau, pronounced yeah. Lau. 20, he's hitting 222 or 221, 24 home runs, 61 RBIs. That's a lot of RBIs. That's 20 more. That's almost 20 more than Bryce. Yeah, exactly. Or no one's going to talk about Austin Meadows because hitting 242, 77 RBIs. Crazy. That's a lot of RBIs. Yep. They don't give a sh- they don't give a crap about uh, their average. Yeah, Vianney Diaz hitting 253, but he got 39. Manny Margot, who barely hit 50 RBIs with the Padres, has 46. Yeah, and then Jim Antonio, that even back, right? He's barely getting back. He's kind of getting his. He's yeah. kind of getting his. Uh, and that rotation's not crazy with Glass not being injured. No, uh, but they have. They can hit you know, now with yeah. with uh, Nelson Cruz. Yeah, Nelson Cruz, that, one of the best great, yeah, moves. Yeah, about that one. But I of course, there's Cruz. there's some other moves I've liked from them, like Jordan Luplo. That's a great move to get because mm-hmm. he mashes lefties. But the funny story, they, the meme, Brett Phillips had a bomb and then a grand slam against the Orioles on Sun yesterday. It was incredible to watch. He's hitting 212, but I, I love him. Gotta love the Orioles. Yeah, they, they, they will give you, ask Labor Torres. He loves if the it's Orioles. It's your worst day, boom. You're in a Hall of Famer when you play the Orioles. Oh, Chad Green just gave up the lead. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. The you, death of us. You have to admit that Chad Green bullpen. might be one of the worst bullpen arms He's so you've ever seen. Uh, yes, with Chapman being injured, yes, he should be able to step up, but he's so inconsistent. He does, he gets carried away with the slider. He should just stick with the fast one, then maybe use a splitter, but then he gets in his own head. <laughs> My girlfriend's a Red Sox fan. Every time she says, every time I see Chad Green, I'm like, mm, we're back yeah, in exactly. it. <laughs> it's sad because it's true. He yeah, just he, he just gives you, well, he throws a very straight fastball, and then it's like, okay, the slider, you can sit on it because yeah. it's the only thing that moves. Mm-hmm. So there you go. He just gave up the lead, but it's it's a royal. It's so a it's a bar, it's a barn burner though. It's yeah. one one. It it's back and forth action right now. So you gotta love it. Yeah. But I do think that the Rays win that division. I say it's a hot take that the Red Sox immediately leave. The, I don't think they'll go as far as quit. Like they'll be out of it completely, just because they're not even because of Natalia. They're just a they're a zombie too. They're the the Giants and the Red Sox are. Like two sides of the same coin. Now the Red Sox are the first to experience some actual trouble because their rotation is kind of taking a beating. They have Garrett Richards part setting. Yeah, Barnes got that was a shocker. But their hitting is kind of inconsistent because I mean they're getting exposed for who exactly. they are. They had Hunter Renfro hitting fifth. And and JD I, Xander, yes, they had a great start, but you know they're a little cold right now. The only one that's consistent is Rafi Devers. Yeah, he's been on he's been on a tear all season. Kike Hernandez has been pretty solid clutch wise, but that clutch is something that runs out, especially when you, the the opportunities to be clutch start running out. But I think that I just can't believe the Giants are thirty games over five hundred. It's crazy. So if we had to say, okay, what are the four? What are what like are the, the two teams on each side that we feel confident about saying, hey, they're gonna be there when it matters? Two teams from each side. Okay. Giants, are a lock on that side or no? Not ready to make that proclamation. I'd say the Giants are. I think it has to be Giants or Dodgers or Giants and Padres. And then pretty much whoever's going to win that wild card slot between the Pods and the Dodgers, I think. I think you're forgetting about the team that I was going to say. No, Kryptonite of the Padres, the Brewers? The Kryptonite of everybody. They're, they're, the only the reason Brewers the Giant, the only reason why the Giants struggle or the Giants were able to beat them because the entire, I'm not going to say it's, it was totally because of this, but the Brewers bullpen is full of COVID right now. They're barely, they've been missing Hater. They've been, they've been only, the only guy they've had is Devin Williams. Yeah. That, that's the thing, though. The thing about the Brewers, on paper, they're the team that gives everyone nightmares. Great pitching, great bullpen, and three gold clubs in the outfield. Yeah, everyone's forgot about Yelich, and everyone has forgot about everyone else. Lorenzo Cain, uh, your boy, the other guy in the outfield. Avi, Jackie you, Bradley. Well, Jackie yeah. Bradley's awesome. He just can't hit. Avi Garcia yeah. can hit. He, yeah. He's having a great season. He's got 67 RBIs. Mm-hmm. And Willie Don. Well, the thing about the Brewers is every trade they've made has worked. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you got to love. Eduardo Escobar is a great move. Execution and return on investment. Got to love it. Eduardo Escobar is an excellent move. Then you have Willie Adonis, who was very clearly could not hit in the trap. And now he has pop. And now he, he always had pop. He had 20 bombs in 2019. Well, now more than ever. <laughs> well, he's just made Miller Park look small yeah. as heck. And then R- Rowdy Telez has been Ooh, amazing since big coming boy. over yeah, there. That's true. And they've they've been able to solve first base. They've been able to solve. That's why they didn't search for anybody yeah. at the deadline because they have Rowdy now. And everyone forgot about Hader because he's on the COVID list. But he was dominant. 
The only team that ever touched him were the Reds, and and, it was, what, yeah, exactly. and actually we touched on him a little bit because they did get they did lose today, which was awesome for the Padres. But the Reds have been one of the hottest teams in the league. Well, they I think Castellanos was hurt for a little bit, but he's back. So they're that's a lineup that you have to watch out for all the time. Jesse Winker's excellent. Joey Votto decided to hit, start hitting bombs. We talked about it. I think the only thing I don't like is Aristides Aquino in center field. I do not like that one bit. I think Akiyama should be the starter in center field, personally. I know he can't hit that great. He's hitting 217, but or Naquin even. Yeah. Because sure. Naquin had a few games. I know he had a five hit game earlier this season. I just don't. I just don't like that at all. Padres took the lead. Who got? Who gave us the lead? It was. Manny Machado, class. Oh, 2-1. Tommy Pham scores. Celebration at Pacers tonight. Yep. Well, let's see here. <laughs> Celebration at Pacers. But, yeah, I agree. The, uh, the Brewers, Giants, Padres, and Dodgers. Those are the big four teams. All right. Now, if you look at the – ooh, Boone got ejected today. Um, <laughs> Needs to fucking chew someone out. True. I still love that. We're ra- we're a bunch of animals. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. probably one of my favorite we're a bunch things. Of savages in the, in the in the cage yeah. or in the box. Yeah. Let's see who else is on. Who else has been impressive? I think. So from, from okay, what do you think about the Astros and the White Sox? You think they get it done in the AO? I well, love that. I don't want to say I love the Astros. I I respect them, even though they cheated. They're a good team. I do wear that midget hits and fucking he has pop when it matters. Cordia solid. For some reason, that team is just something that that team has their factor. Yeah, they cheated. They don't deserve it. They fuck the Yankees, but they always just when it matters, they show up. Yeah, here's my hot take. I don't give a shit anymore. I I hate them, but it's it's over. It happened. You gotta move on. It happened. They should have the the MLB is who you should be mad at exactly. for not vacating that championship because it's not like the Dodgers deserve that ring either. Nope. They lost two games at Do- at Dodger Stadium as well. I personally think. First of all, you guys have probably more quarrel with them than anybody because yeah. he lost, what? It was four Chad at Houston. Chad Gingham got ropes. Everyone got ropes. Yeah. Game seven at Houston. We got screwed over. Oh, yeah. Destroyed in the game seven. But I'm going to tell you right now that besides, they start booing people that don't even deserve to get booed too. That's what I hate about it. It's like, okay, get over it. It happened. Not to say that it's not a tr- – it's, it's one cheating, of the worst cheating. Cheatings, but, you know. It is one of the worst cheating scandals I've ever seen. Yeah. But what I will say is this team's good. They've been good. They continue to be good. That just stop booing them. Like I'm gonna show up in my Frank Reynolds trash <laughs> man thing, outfit for the games, no doubt. September, yeah. Oh, for sure. Beer fest too on a Friday. You gotta love it. <laughs> you gotta love cheap booze or what they consider cheap. What five dollars? <laughs> that ain't cheap, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than eleven fifty or fifty dollars. Oof! I bought. Hey, I bought a Stella Trois at the game. It was like cost an arm and a leg. Like thirty-two for two of talk cans. Like Jesus Christ! You're like, man, this better be the greatest talk can I've ever had. But I will say this: you gotta, you gotta respect them. Like you yeah. said, they have guy. They have so many pieces. Like Yuli's not playing right now, so they have Alemis Diaz hitting two ninety. Verlander hasn't even played, and people forget about how good Verlander is. But I think also Luis Garcia is that guy that I mentioned mm-hmm. on. Uh, Underrated starter. Luis, uh, He's been outstanding. AL Rookie of the Year, top candidate. Lance McCullers has been excellent as as advertised. Your knew. boy Yuli has to step up. Hey, what do you mean right. he has to step up? He needs to get healthy. That's all he has to do. He's been in money. Well, Every- he has to step it up somehow, health-wise first. Yeah, this is net. Hey, everyone forgets how old he is. He yeah. came into the league at 32. <laughs> the Cuban, he, the, yeah. he's been But off. you don't really know what those Cubans, those Cubans... Birth certificates, they could be 50, 40, you never know, 19. All I say is he's got better hair than Lord of this, because Lord of this oh, hair, yeah. my Those gosh. Drugs, that hair is atrocious. Both their hair is bad, Cut but I'd off. rather take Yulieski's over than Lord of this. Yeah. That's terrible. I'm going to love the day he shaves his head. White Sox and Astros, though, that's something I want to see in the playoffs. I do because... Lancelin, I'm a big fan of him, but it's just something about those two teams. Lancelin's like been money this year. He, that's why he earned that extension. I actually, this is. I want you to hear about this. My hot take of the year was that the Cleveland Indians will finish twenty games behind the White Sox in that division. What do you think about that? I like JRM, but no, the Indians are done. Once they got rid of Lindor, they did not want to win. I'm surprised they kept JRM, even though JRM is a hot commodity. I but think they have to keep him because he is like their the their face best. of their he, franchise. Yeah, exactly. They call him Goat on their Instagram. I follow yeah. Instagram. They call him Goat. And other than Big Harold and Zimmer, they don't really have much to be... They're for animal. Yeah, but still not enough. Oh, no. I, I'm just saying they will finish 20 games out of first. They The White Sox are going to run away with that division. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, I mean, they gave Cesar Hernandez to the White Sox. How low is yeah, that? Exactly. Same thing with the Mariners. The Mariners, I thought, were contending for a playoff spot, and then they gave away Kendall Graveman to the Astros. Doesn't make sense. 
I mean, Toro's actually been hitting really well since he moved to Seattle. I know you saw him a little yeah, bit in, in uh-huh. New York State. At New York, he was pretty. He hit pretty well. Yeah, I was surprised. They, they were competitive games. All of them. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were fun to watch. Even though Luis Hill, which I said, I'm a big fan of him. Him and Devi, little spark that we might need, but you never know. Even though we lost yesterday, but I terrible. would. I would say, if the AL East teams don't eat each other, because one of them's gonna obviously not finish. Exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be Red Sox, Yankees, or Blue Jays, or one one of those three with the wild card, and then the Rays gonna have an easier path. And then I hope it's White Sox versus Astros. I don't want to see the Rays. Um, let's see. I don't want. I don't want to see them advance. I know what they can provide. They don't have enough to beat the West. I want a competitive World Series. You know what I mean? Honestly, they could though. They are just a wonky team that gets it done. Yeah. Now I think, but I think the Athletics will still challenge for that first wild. They hold it right now, don't they? Yeah, Marte. That is probably the big. We talked about Laureano getting suspended on Friday. Peter. Cheater. Yeah, I think it was Nanodrome, something like 80, 80 games around there. 80. Yeah, he, he's done. Dropping the hammer, I like But it. Sterling Marte. He's a stud. He's a stud. Not only was he the Padre killer, we've been saying this. The Padre should have made a move. They missed out on Gallo, everyone. But Marte was amazing. Marte, well, that just helps them out because there's obviously without that waiver deadline, there's nothing else you can do to help exactly. your team. Mm-hmm. And now you've made a huge huge move that really covers up that hole uh-oh injury report no it looks like no it looks like uh we looks like jake cronenworth flew into a double play i'm gonna watch this right now you're gonna hear my reaction let's see this breaking news let's see this. breaking news we could have added on okay that's kind of shallow who's out in center field that's sierra right who's that slow bastard frazier oh. you bum you gotta beat that Come out on. the slide wasn't bad though Come on. Yeah, you gotta beat that out. He thinks he was safe. It looks like they we challenged and it did not it's work. It's the way he slid. He should have. He had a, needed more momentum on the on the on the right hip side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks out. Dang it, that yeah. sucks. Uh, I love that for you. Got you got to send it, but you know when you send it, you got to make sure you bring it. Exactly. Now enough baseball. We talked in, at length about it. Now UFC. I know there was a bunch of UFC stuff going on. What happened? It was a crazy weekend. If you're a betting man, it was a tough weekend. Uh, Cyril Gan, as predicted, dominated Derek Lewis. The thing is this. Everyone loves Derek Lewis. He's a funny guy. The Black Beast. What's not to love? From Houston. H-Town. Guess what? He got his ass beat. <laughs> Cyril Gan, a Frenchman. We say un français. He whooped his ass. He's technical. He's a big boy. He's light on his feet. He got it done. I'm not going to lie. I bet money on Derek Lewis. Why? Not because I'm a degenerate, but because there was value. Plus 350, plus 300, give it or take. It was good money to be made. Not the best decision, but you know what? Got to respect it. Cyril Gan is going to fight Francis Ngannou, the baddest man on the planet. So he's going to get destroyed. That's the thing. They were both training partners in France, in Paris, in Paris. So that's going to be interesting. Two former teammates turned rivals. Interim champ, which I don't believe in. That's just some bullshit by Dana White. Absolute bullshit. Francis Ngannou's the champ. He, I, th- I still think he has the most power in that division. And I, I would think, have to say yes. I think, I think Gan is going to be piecing him up a little bit. Him and John Jones, that's the fight. Cyril Gan and John Jones. They're both technical. Those bastards know what they're doing. Great striking. The thing is this. Ngannou only needs one. We saw that last fight here, didn't we? Where Stipe, he just yeah, exactly. Stipe was the champ. He's technically the greatest heavyweight in the UFC history, and guess what? God, to lechita yeller meet Mimi's time. He got slept. <laughs> that was sad because he saw an opening and just yeah, that was. He saw his lights like, oh, this is my chance. Nope. Ding 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 ding, and yep. then boom, we got slept. He woke up in the hospital saying, "What time's the party?" Nope, the party already happened, my friend. Yeah, but late. It was a weird weekend. Um, what else happened? Vicente Luque, Brazilian, beat Michael Chiesa, wrestler. You know the Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Put him in a darts choke, nasty choke. And you might know this guy, Jose Aldo. He won. He won! He's 33 years old. The man looks 55. <laughs> the Brazilian aged poorly, but he's still a beast. He beat, in dominant fashion, nice impressive win, Pedro Munoz. And then that bantamweight division is pretty good. He might fight TJ Dillashaw. And that was pretty much it. It was it was a decent fight, or it was a decent card. The next big, the next big card is probably late September, uh, but nothing crazy. Everyone's still waiting for John Jones, 
the Connors without those big heavy, without those big stars, the UFC still gets it done, but you know it's not that. that Doesn't have that punch that yeah. even the neutral does absolutely go exactly, crazy. The casuals. For. Talking about punch though, El Senador Manny Pacquiao is gonna fight the truth. Earl Spence, two weeks. Then now that's a good fight. Now that's a and it's funny. I don't usually buy fights. I actually bought the Danny Garcia Errol Spence fight, which is a bad decision because Danny got bought. Danny outboxed. got outboxed. He got whooped, and little a lot of people. Errol Spence almost died in a car crash. That car. I have no idea how he survived. If there's actual graphic footage of that where he just totally flips that over, that white Lamborghini got destroyed. Yeah, the whole thing drive. got totaled. I have no idea how he's alive. I and have no idea how he's boxing. Drive, don't go over the speed limit. Yeah, it, yeah. But we don't condone it. <laughs> of course not. It's it's just it's just scary that he's alive. Obviously, gr- thankful for his family have that you he heard survived. Speak, though, he had a I don't want to say he had a lisp. He had an accent, but now because he had veneers and they had to do surgery, he, he'll never get the same speech. Damn. He he sounds like I don't want to say slow, but he doesn't sound the same. But this is the thing, when it comes to boxing, he lives up to the nickname, the oh, truth. He is the truth. I think I really want to see him against Bud Crawford in the future. But right yes. now, that's against the legend who does have a belt. Now, WBA. Of, the thing is, he he beat the uh, one punch Truman or Thurman, excuse me. I, I wasn't a big fan of Thurman, but I'm glad Pacquiao shut him up. He totally shut him up. It's funny because he not only outboxed him, it's just that slip, that uh, that shock down. knockdown. It was a flash knockdown. He was just uh, totally shocked. He thought he could back, back he could go backwards, which you never do in boxing. No. He thought he was old. He was and disrespecting he him. Be the quicker guy. And this is the thing, the man's what forty years old. Look at his calves. You can't. He has Manoa calves for those people that went to Hilltop, but he's faster. He's those fast switch muscles. That man, he has speed. Even though I love when Marquez knocked him out, that was one of the best. That's one of the greatest ever. days of my life. But Pacquiao, you respect him. People, even though people don't like this, he has a better legacy than Floyd. Have more divisions. He's done it the right way. And even though if he wins this, this is the best win of his career against Spence. Undefeated, a young, not not young, but he's younger for sure. Yeah. And and I was gonna say, if he beats him, if if Spence wins though, Crawford, that fight has to be made. It can't happen. Boxing has to fucking stop messing around. But Crawford against Spence to find out who's the baddest man at 147. And I think it's Spence. Pre-injury, after injury, doesn't matter. He looked just fine against Garcia, against Danny Garcia. He has always been very technical. Best fight I've seen in a while. Sean Porter versus Errol Spence. That was before that was the fight. that that was one of the best fights I've that ever was the seen. One that led to the accident, but the celebration got a little too crazy. But that was a great fight. Sean Spence is awkward. He has those little weird stances. He's not like well, he's a, he's very unorthodox and a bruiser too. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Like a a classier Maidana. How about yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Because Maidana has no class. Maidana has no class. He's all he's that South American grit. Oh, I remember that fight against uh, Amir Khan where he was Ooh. almost killed uh, the referee about a 50 million times. Exactly. And Amir Khan out of that speed. But I remember when Canelo killed Amir Khan? That's because he was too heavy. He yeah. should not be fighting yeah, at 160. Exactly, no. Speaking of Canelo, who's he going to fight next, do you think? So this is what happened. Breaking news, September 18th, Mexican Independence Weekend. Canelo's usual Boxing Day, no longer happening. Eddie Hearn said that they couldn't come to agreements. So this is the issue. Caleb Plant... Triple G, the trilogy, or Dimitri Bivol. So those are the three options. I think Canelo should have fought in September, but November's not a bad date. There's still a lot of options. Uh, like I said, I would love the trilogy with Triple G, but Triple G's old. It's not the same. That fire is still there, but you never know. I think he needs to fight Plant because I don't think I think Plant's overrated. Oh. He's a boxer. He's crafty, but there's only one king in 168. And that's Canelo. Yeah, he, I would agree with that. The only problem with Triple G is that it, it definitely has lost the sting when it first happened. Because I'm going to be the first guy to say it. He lost that first fight. And he drew that second fight. Triple G got robbed the first one. And the greatest thing is, is both of those dudes, craziest chins ever. They took some shots and took, ate, them. Ate, them like, ate them like nothing. But yeah, Triple G, I think, won the first one. Canelo rightfully won the second one. Let's square it off. Even though Canelo... Probably he's going to win because he's a younger guy. He gets better. Triple G, well, he's still got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, I think, well, we saw it against Daniel Jacobs. His slip defense is better than ever. And his finishing power is stronger than ever. He's gone up. Because remember, he used to be a big counterpuncher. Yeah. Which, nothing wrong with that. But that was his game. And now he knows how to turn it on. When he needs to be the aggressor, he can be the aggressor. He starts off slow. He said himself. It takes him three rounds to kind of get warm. And then from there, he can 
destroy, seek and destroy. Who's the last guy he absolutely annihilated? Billy Joe Saunders. Billy Joe Saunders. And Dallas, that was a nice little uppercut. I was really <laughs> yeah, he punched his lights out. They said, I'm done. <laughs> and people said it was a close fight. I, I, thought, it, I thought Canelo didn't lose the first rounds because he starts off slow. But Billy Joe did impress. He had a little flair. But the thing is... Southpaw, right? When you're fighting a crafty guy, and then when you're fighting someone that has Canelo's power, you can't be getting too flashy. Because one little slip, and boom. Get you're going to get burned. Broken orbital. Yeah, that was that was tough. That's that's a, that's a hard one. Now talking about heavyweights, real quick. So obviously Tyson Fury had COVID, so he's not going to fight Tate. Wilder. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, ooh, two gold medal uh, champions are going to battle it out: Usyk from Ukraine and Anthony Joshua. I like Usyk a lot. I just don't know because he's remember he's kind he won he's he cruiserweight. was he won everything at cruiserweight. He's he won a fight his first fight ever at heavyweight. Now he's going to fight against. Anthony Joshua, I'm very worried for Usyk that he's going to lose. Do you just think cause... he has power, or do you think he's going to be just crafty and kind of stay on the outside? I would hope that he does stay stay with some power or stay a little crafty because I think he's going to have to try to expose. Because Anthony Joshua's got reach, he didn't use it against Andy Ruiz. That was what shocked me. Until the second one, until well, reached, the second yeah. one he used only reach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he knew that Andy Ruiz had a power and the speed over him, so he realized that's the only way he was going to win. And he also realized that Andy had been celebrating all too many the tacos, months. too many chimichangas, too many of everything. He ate way too much. He he came in fatter than the last time. He was 320. He looked like a big pun out there. And then Joshua had lost weight too, and he was faster. And I'm a fan of Andy Ruiz. And guess what? He lost the weight, and he didn't look that good. Yes, it's going to take him time to adapt to Eddie Reynoso's style, you know, the defensiveness, kind of stay elusive, counterpunch. But, you know, some people, they're, it's funny. You tell people, eat right, lose weight, and guess what? Some people are better off with weight. C.C. You know? Sabathia. Exactly. C.C. Sabathia pitched way better when he had when that he was a big that boy, gut eating everything, over. drinking like a monster. You know what? Sometimes you need to be a big boy to thrive. I don't recommend it to everyone if you're not playing sports, but, you know, Sometimes the extra weight definitely helps. Yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Speaking of wackiness, though, we actually are going to start transitioning to other things, not just sports, because even though you love hearing sports on here, I love talking about sports, there's other things happening in the world. So Oscar's not here today because he's sick or something. I don't know what's wrong with he him. He has a Chinese flu. I don't, <laughs> yes, he's got an issue. We'll see what happens if he tests positive. Is he vaccinated? Uh, that's the conversation that actually is going to happen in those Wacky Wednesday podcasts. So pretty much, you can submit anything, whatever you want to talk about. Life, death, conspiracies, government. Aliens. Aliens. Even though I don't believe in that drinking, shit. Drinking, drugs, food, whatever you want to talk about. We could talk about my former adventure with drugs. And good there thing you my, go. See, Psych- psychedelics, ayahuasca, DMT. Dude, you fucking peyote. Hey, you, did, you can do all the psychedelics. I just handled the weed. So luckily my parents don't listen to this podcast. And by the way... Which will be uncensored. We can say fuck, shit, bitch like 20 million times. Not just like once every once in a while. Exactly. Wacky Wednesdays. Those are the Alex Jones have conspiracies. Those weird Joe Rogan episodes. Everything you want to talk about. Have you done DMT? I have not done DMT. But it's on the bucket list. It's on the bucket list. What? Okay. Really quick. We're just going to do a little tease here. What crazy drugs have you tried? Nothing really crazy. Just edibles. Okay, I've had, uh, we're going to tell a quick tease, we'll do a little tease. I remember I had edibles once. Uh-huh. They weren't doing anything. It was like a little, I don't know if it was just not hitting right. So you I, ate more. No, yeah, of course. Rookie mistake. So here's what happened. So we were just chiefing on a, uh, on a pen, and I just remember, <sighs> it was like almost at his death. It was like a stizzy. And my buddy Eddie comes in, and we're just playing Smash at my boy Sauger's house. He comes over here, and he's like, Oh, I got these. These are 50, mil- 50 per. And I was like, ooh, let me take two of those. <laughs> I kid you not. You saw the devil. Within five, no. <laughs> Sign the cross. That's not going to happen. I see that, unfortunately, in people every day. The, um, the TV shrunk. I got tunnel vision. It's a Kodak Black tunnel vision. And the TV shrunk. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever for about 10 seconds. I was like, this is cool. This is awesome. And then... It turned on you. I started feeling this pain. <laughs> My blood started to boil. I was having issues, man. And I was like, ah. You were in the trenches. I Seriously, man. And then all of a sudden, I'm playing Little Mac on Smash, right? Every time I took a hit, I felt the hit. I was like, ah, <laughs> ah. So I won the game, immediately put down the controller, and just like te- laid down like a vampire, just put, crossed my arms. I'm like, I can't handle this right now. 
And I even, I kid you not, I remember my boy Neville, he was walking back to his room and I was like, Neville, do you mind staying out with me, please? <laughs> I did not want to be alone. That was... You don't want to be alone with the thoughts? Them, dude, my head, the, my head was guards. my worst enemy at the, the moment. Guards, exactly. You don't want to be alone with that mind. Yeah, it was, it was a wild time, but that's kind of like what we're going to talk about, just some crazy stuff that's happened in our lifetime. And of course, that's just going to open the floor for more um, listeners to kind of get their two cents in there. Maybe they have a crazy story they want us to share. Because, yeah, there's crazy things happening in the world we're every li- day. We're living in uh, weird times. We're in a simulation, bro. Exactly. Who knows? Hey, you got to live a good conspiracy. Alex Jones, whatever you want, might want to do. It's a good conversation starter. <laughs> but not, nothing to get too crazy to wait. But if we have Pi in here, we'll get insane. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pi is going to be a guest on there. Oscar, Matt, Boobies, the Dark Arts, the questions that no one wants to answer or acknowledge. Don't worry, I'm going to be doing a lot of cringing. You just won't be able to see it. It's going to be some weird times, but it's going to be some fun times. Yes, and also make sure, as we always say, to tune into Maddie Mills on Twitch. I'm going to be on there. Hopefully, after having one of the worst performances I've ever had on FIFA, hadn't scored in five straight, missed like three sitters, finally scored the worst goal I've ever scored in my entire life. Don't forget to tune into Maddie Mills. Great streamer. We're going to eventually get our show up and running on there and have more content for you guys. But this is Gabriel signing off. This is Peter, Pedro Lopez Garcia. PLG! Peace out.